millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. And as always, welcome back to another edition of Red Pill News Live. Mamani says, I started watching you because you remind me of my brother. Always, always welcome back. Why am I getting news live? Why am I getting echo coming through? Is it coming on Twitter? I don't know. Maybe Ryan, my guest, has something open on his computer. I don't know. Uh, check to make sure, buddy, that you don't have a window open in the background. But either way, no? Down? Okay. Okay, cool. Thank you very much for being here. Tonight is a special presentation. I am pleased to be joined by my guest, Mr. Ryan Montgomery. Ryan did a fair amount of work to expose some disgusting pedophile networks, and in particular, some websites that were owned by a man I covered several years ago. His name is Ryan Larson, or excuse me, Nathan Larson. Nathan, wait, sorry. <laughs> I don't want to get those confused, Ryan. Sorry about that, buddy. Anyways, Nathan Larson was a despicable human being, and you can rest assured that everything is okay now because he's no longer walking this earth. But we're going to talk about what happened <laughs> to Mr. Larson. We're going to talk about uh, how Ryan uncovered the disgusting things that he was involved in and his efforts continuing on this regular basis to expose pedophile networks. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and I'm going to be right back after this with Ryan Montgomery. Let me put something into perspective for you guys. 
The U.S. dollar has lost 85% of its value since the 1970s. That's when the dollar was decoupled from gold. And the U.S. government seems hell-bent on continuing this tradition. So, from now until after the next elections, the government plans on printing as much money as they could ever possibly want. The last time they did that, inflation rose by 9%. So, what about gold? Well, gold is the only asset that's been proven through time to withstand inflation. Investing gold right now with Noble Gold Investments. And when you do, you'll get this free 24 karat, one quarter ounce gold standard coin for free with certain conditions. Go to my special website, redpill78gold.com right now. Once again, that's the link in the description, redpill78gold.com. Noble Gold is the only company I trust. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And please join me in welcoming our guest for this evening, Mr. Ryan Montgomery. Ryan, how are you, sir? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you very much for joining me. This is uh, an interview that I've been attempting to get on the books for quite some time. We've had a couple of false starts, and so uh, hence the reason why we're doing it on an unscheduled interview day. But I thought that the subject matter was uh, just that important, and I wanted to make sure that we got this information out to the audience. So, Ryan, uh, I became aware of you a couple of months ago uh, when a uh, interview that you had done with another podcaster on YouTube uh, went viral, got uh, a lot of views overnight, and uh, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that uh, you were one of the people, maybe there were others, maybe there weren't actually, who had exposed uh, the man that I was talking about previously, Nathan Larson. Um, do you believe that uh, there was anybody else that uh, was on to him, or do you think that perhaps you were the only one that was paying attention? Okay, so to answer that, it's kind of a, it's, there's kind of multiple answers to that. Um, to, to, so I'll start it with my version, and then what I've learned after the fact. So I didn't know anything about these websites prior to Nathan's website. Um, I was sitting at a friend's house, just hanging out, and uh, I got a text message from my friend's wife um, with some screenshots of a website. With uh, you know, you didn't need to be authenticated on the site. Um, you could view it as you know anybody. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were on uh, the clear web or what some people call the dark web. You could just visit this website and you could view the content. So I got some screenshots of those forum posts and they were horrible, which uh, am I, am I, I know we're on rumble, but am I okay to say you, you're okay stuff? to yeah, you speak freely. Yes. Okay. So like one of them, the, the, the original post that went viral, which I'll explain why it went viral. This is prior to any podcast um, was talking about um, it was a father who had his child in the bathtub and you could see a picture of the child, but you couldn't see that they were, you could tell they were naked, but you could, it wasn't considered what you consider CSAM or child pornography. It was, uh, you know, you could tell that they were in the bathtub, but you could, it wasn't enough for, you know, it, it, it could have been posted on the internet. Um, right. right. The, the, Not the enough problem, to breach the, the, the laws of, uh, of child pornography. Exactly. So yeah. the title of this post in this text message was, uh, um, uh, they have no idea what's going to happen to them tonight. And underneath of that, there were a bunch of other people talking, um, you know, about what they were going to do to this person's child. So as soon as I read that from my phone, that was my first exposure with a website like this. Never heard of anything. I mean, obviously I knew the predators, pedophiles existed out there, but I didn't know that they were organized the way that, that this, you know, this site was. I had no clue what I was getting myself into. And what and, year was uh, this? This was in 2020. 
2020. Okay. I'm sorry. Yep. Continue. Yeah. So, so, uh, I instantly left where I was at and, uh, I went home and at that time, um, which I'll get more into this later, but I was operating some mental health and substance use facilities and, you know, using the abilities that I have, have on a computer to market those facilities. And was kind of, I was still in the, you know, in the cybersecurity community, but I wasn't as heavily involved as I was a couple of years prior to that. Cause I had just so much going on. Well, when I saw that text message and I saw that website, I knew that I had to do something or I felt like I had to do something. And I, that, in that, like, you know, for, for me, are you familiar with a DDoS attack? Like Absolutely. A, yes. Yes. Okay. So for people that don't know, it's just when, you know, you send a ton of traffic to a server and you overload it with data and then that server goes down. Um, I thought to myself, even if I can't do anything, the, the least I can do is DDoS this thing, which is, in my opinion, a very easy, lame thing to do. But in this case, sure. I thought it would be worth it. Um, fortunately, I, uh, I, I was able to extract all of the users with all of their identifying information from this web server in the way that I did it. Um, you know, I, I can't explain that exact method, but um, I found uh, a, la- a little bit more of a sophisticated attack than a denial of service. Ooh, I think my camera just went yeah, out. Camera just went out. Yeah. Um, there we go. Um, and I found, you know, a little bit more of a sophisticated way. But the important part was that I was able to obtain all of the user data from the server. And, I, you know, I didn't know much about the laws back then, but I did have common sense to know that, um, you know, not to download any attachments or images or anything related to that, because I didn't want to, even though I was had the right intentions in mind, my goal was to, to forward this along to the right people. Well, you, um, you'd expose yourself to criminal prosecution, you know, if you... If 100%. You, yeah, yeah. And I was terrified of, of that, nor nor do I want to see it in the first place. You know, oh, I no, of course myself, not. Okay, this website's on the clear web for anybody to look at. Here's all of the users. Here's all the identifying information about the users. Here's all their private messages. Here's everything you guys want, um, meaning like, you know, the government or or uh, at that point, I reported it directly to the National Missing Exploited Children tip line. Um, then I called my attorney and my attorney reported it to uh, the local task force where I'm from. Then the guy that you mentioned, Nathan Larson, was, uh, you know, being not the brightest individual in the world. He, his user ID was one, if I can remember correctly, meaning he was the administrator. He had administrator permissions in the database, and um, and he used his Gmail address to sign up for uh, for his own forum. So that exposed who he was uh, and who was running the site. Um, I submitted that information, thinking, you know, at any moment back then, this is in 2020, like I said, but at the, at any moment, I was thinking that since I had all this data, I had it packaged up, I had timestamps with everybody that I spoke to. Um, if somebody was going to come and grab that data from me and do their own investigation, or, you know, I didn't realize that evidence obtained from someone that's not in law enforcement is a lot of times not admissible in court, which is a whole other topic that I am I'm familiarizing myself with now. Um, but even going further than that, um, nobody contacted me at all. Um, so after nobody contacted me for, I, I forget how long it was, I went to the media because I thought, okay, if the, if law enforcement's not going to do something, then the media definitely will. Mm-hmm. So I went to, um, I went to, you know, every media source. I, I, I can name some if you want, but it's really, I'd rather just not name anyone individually. Um, but I, I went to every source. It didn't matter which side uh, politics that you're on. I went to all sides. I even went to some individuals that had some big movements, you know, 
And uh, some of them ignored me. Some of them just didn't open my message. Um, but for all of the news stations that I did speak to and speak to their reporters directly, um, their, their, uh, their reporters specifically at the, at the stations, not one of them was not interested in the story. They all were pumped to run the story. But the weird thing was that every single one of them came back to me with the same answer because their legal team was not willing to run it. So mm-hmm. my rebuttal to all of them was the same as well. And, uh, I said, well, how about you don't, uh, don't expose the information that I obtained from them. Just let people know that this website exists. And the reason is because you can go on there and see that there's children promoting themselves to grown men and women and, uh, and any gender that you want to identify as. They were, I, they, they were exposing themselves and trying to sell their bodies to adults. I mean, and, and at that time, I wasn't sure if there was role play, you know, adults role playing to be kids or not. I, you know, at that point, I didn't know. But um, and that will go into the story a little bit later. But I was able to identify a lot of them were actually children at the time, so oh, I was God. not wrong about that. And the, you know, to end off on that, nobody ran the story. So that was, you know, that pissed me off, and I was I was aggravated, and I tried my best. I did everything I possibly could. So six months or so after that happens, and um, you know, six months after I I report everything to I believe the correct authorities. I believe every media outlet that I possibly could, um, and nothing happened. Six months later, I do see on the news Nathan Larson arrested with a 12-year-old girl at a layover um, that he kidnapped and raped. And um, and from that point, you know, I'm going through these articles and I'm thinking, okay, they have to bring, they have to be talking about his website. This could have been prevented. This, you know, maybe that tip helped in some way, did something, and. I found out that nothing happened at all. They didn't even talk about the website in these news articles. He just happened to get caught. And that's the one he got caught with. And we're not talking about the other almost 8,000 users in this database. Um, we're just talking about the one guy that ran the site getting caught with one kid, which one kid's enough, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's so much more I can go into that. So the second part of that is, um, is was there anybody else going after that guy? Well, I didn't know who he was prior, but after I, you know, after I learned about him, I learned about the site. I looked into Nathan Larson, and I saw that he was an extremist of every angle. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy was a white supremacist. He was a yeah, what, what is it when he's when he hates women? Um, misogynist. Yeah, a misogynist. But there, he used some other term for it. But he hated women. He uh, he was a incel, but also a pedophile. Which I I don't I learned what an incel was. From this investigation, I don't understand how. I guess that was just kind of like a front for him to say that he's yeah. attracted to kids, but he's not going to do something about it. Um, oh no! I, you know, in in uh, okay, so no, there is a term for this. Uh, gosh, it's incel is just somebody who can't get laid, but a, a a pedophile that doesn't act upon their desires. It, they call them virtuous pedophiles. Because which is like a totally ridiculous moniker to have on there, because there's no such thing as virtue when it comes to pedophilia. I mean, these people are mentally ill. And Nathan Larson was also obsessed with uh, incest as well. I know. He ran for Congress twice in Virginia. He, he did. He did. I pulled up some coverage on that. And that was what I had covered years ago uh, when I spoke about him, because I just couldn't believe that there was uh, a, a, an open pedophile running for Congress in Virginia, that he got any coverage at all. 
I saw in uh, the uh, the report that uh, you did after giving this information to Project Veritas some months ago um, that uh, his one of his usernames was also Joseph Fritzel, uh, which is right. an, another unrepentant, incest obsessed pedophile, uh, a man who kidnapped his own daughter and held her in a dungeon for decades and uh, brutally raped and uh, and impregnated her. I mean, there was like uh, he kept her alone in a dark basement with the children that she bore and uh, and his family knew nothing about it. Absolutely. One of the most disturbing stories I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. That it's I mean, for somebody to even identify as that name, even if you know, I, I don't care who you are, it's not even a joke. It's not funny. No. It's and obviously this guy wasn't kidding. He wasn't role playing. I, I don't even think role playing this is acceptable. I don't care if you have a mental disorder. I, I in this regard, at least um, I have no sympathy for you. No, so it's uh, that's just my personal beliefs. But uh, whatever the case is, I, I did learn. After things started to go viral, which I'll explain how they went viral in a second, but um, uh, after things went viral, there was this one group who was in all of my comments and all over the place. Anytime there was a video posted to me, they were claiming like, you know, we we did this, we did this, and it's like this isn't about notoriety. Number one, like even if they did do something, um, this is about helping the kids. This is about exposing these these scumbags, and um. I, uh, I decided, you know what, this uh, enough was enough. I, I ignore, ignored enough negativity so far. I was like, okay, let me just message these people and see what they're talking about. So I messaged them and I was like, so what's the deal? You guys are claiming you did all this, but you know, like I, you guys are watching my podcast and you see that it verifiably and sending what I'm saying that I have, like how, what do you mean? Like if you did something great, I'm, we're in this fight together, you know, but why are you spamming everything? Like let's just, let's hash it out. Mm-hmm. So their response, um, their response was with a screenshot um, saying that, you know, they took the website down. But in the screenshot, they showed a website that I wasn't even talking about. So I replied and I said, I said, uh, did you watch my podcast? And they said no. But they were but they were fully familiar with Nathan Larson and his website. So it could have been a connected site, but I was not familiar with it. I think it may have been a miscommunication or something or they just wanted credit. But to my knowledge, that's the only other group that may have been working on uh, on it. But I, I don't think they got further than taking the site down, whether it was temporarily or permanently. I know they came back online because I would I got the data afterwards, I guess. Well, it's it's not before or after. I'm not sure. It, it doesn't like, you know. Uh, it, it, it's not like a stretch of logic to imagine that Nathan, Nathan Larson might have a number of these websites that he could be, you know, operating both on the surface web and the dark web. Um, and and, and uh, I know that, I mean, these people, they congregate together, you know, because obviously when you share the same disturbing predilections, I mean, you're going to be seeking out individuals that can help you take advantage of a situation that, uh, you know, you wouldn't be able to engage in if you were hanging out with normal people. So um, right. you said there there were some 8,000 people on the site. Were you able to yeah. determine how many of those users were actual children who were trying to engage in some type of relationship or how many of them were adults that were actually seeking this kind of stuff? So I, I have a number with the adults that, um, that I've confirmed so far um, in, in coordination with the investigation there. Uh, that we have about 500 confirmed um, users that, you know, posted or communicated on what the heck my website. There we go. Webcam. I don't know why it keeps going off. 
Yeah, uh, it's weird. Now it's uh, it's just a blank screen. There we go. No, blank again. It's weird. Sorry. It's okay. I don't know what's going on here. Well, I, I, honestly, sure. this is an important story. So quite often <laughs> when it's an important story, weird things happen. So we'll, we'll get yeah. it sorted out. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm sure it will come back. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> try unplugging it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try that real quick. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I've done a fair amount of tech support myself. <laughs> yeah, it's just I've never had an issue with this webcam ever. Oh, no. I do. Here we go. All right. There we go. <laughs> it just switched to a different media source. I don't know why. Um, Very strange. But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, out of all of the users... We've confirmed that 500 of them are actual people with, you know, we, we confirmed that they are those people. Um, Project Veritas actually confronted uh, quite a few of them in real life. Um, they have some videos that they haven't released yet, but one that they have released, um, they, they confronted a man who was living in government housing, um, which was funded by taxpayers. That's why that's important. And, um, and the guy admitted to being a member of the site. He admitted to saying that he was a, uh, that he, you know, he lived across the street from a school and that he raped a child in the in the basement. Um, he admitted that he said that, but he didn't do it. But then he, afterwards, he admits to soliciting and uh, viewing and masturbating to child porn um, based upon the data that I sent to Project Veritas. So, uh, which is totally guy, illegal, all of it illegal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the guy, I, I mean, he. So what what we did was well, what they did. I'm sorry, is they went to the the. Police in, in New York, where he was located, they gave them the video of the guy admitting to everything. They gave him the data. Um, then they went to the district attorney and they went, um, I guess, some lawyers at that facility. The guy was at stopped, stopped the police from questioning him somehow. Hmm. And the guy got no charges. Everything was dropped. And um, you know, I actually I actually wondered uh, what what type of a facility was that that he was living in? Because it seemed like the apartment manager was also some type of patient coordinator. Like, was right. that uh, a, like a, a I don't know, like a public living space that had that he had been placed in because he was an offender of that type? So this is the part that I'm not entirely sure of. Um, but there's I know I know that he was there for a porn addiction, but I know mm-hmm. he was there for a long time. So it. I wouldn't say it was a rehab because he was there for many years. Um, but uh, it, the guy that is in the video, unfortunately, even though he was blurred out and, you know, he was doing the right thing. He was, he, you know, we I wasn't there, but I'd say we because we were working together. Uh, we went there with information about somebody that was living there that he was dealing with every day who was a danger to children. And when that information was told to him, he brought the guy down and asked him to sit and have a conversation. And unfortunately, that guy lost his job. And he was there for a long time, which is, you know, the guy the guy that's masturbating to child porn gets to go off scot-free and lawyers protecting him, but the guy that's trying to help gets fired from his job. So that's it's just bad. how backwards things are. That's just one guy, but it's, it's, it's uh, excuse my language, but it's fucking ridiculous. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, w- I was actually wondering, like, at that time, that's why I was uh, curious about what his actual role was, because I, I suspected there could have potentially been some issues for him uh, because right. he was discussing it with you guys. Um, I also want to say that, uh, you know, this we we were talking before the show, Ryan, and, and for, you know, I've been covering uh, child trafficking and, uh, you know, sex trafficking since like 2015, really like 
digging into it and uh, as like a subject of research and trying to uncover this stuff. Um, and uh, one thing that I've determined in that time is that th- this isn't a political issue. You know, this is uh, this is a mental issue that transcends political and ideological boundaries. However, there is a an ideological component to the behavior that we're seeing in uh, the public square today, you know, I mean, there's uh, a lot of uh, controversy and discussion around, you know, what children should be allowed to read and uh, the types of uh, uh, displays that uh, are going to be, uh, you know, put in front of them, whether it's, you know, like drag queen story hour or stuff like that, you know, and quite often the argument is like couched in terms of left and right, but there are pedophiles in government that are both Democrats and Republicans. You know, Nathan Larson was a Democrat. But then, you know, he kind of breaks the mold when he was uh, also publicly a white supremacist. It, it also yeah, but another thing. So, so just sorry, I don't mean to cut you Go off. Ahead. That was something else. So back when I was uh, investigating it in 2020, I seen that he was a Democrat somewhere. He was either putting it in his profile because he had some like combination of like weird words all combined together. And one of them was Democrat. But then when I look him up now, he's a libertarian. So okay. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know For- what, what he was. But, uh, yeah. From what I understood, he uh, he changed his affiliation because he knew he, he figured out that he wasn't going to get elected as a Democrat. Even though, you know, there have been there have been pedophiles that have been caught on both sides of the house. But but my point here is that uh, you are not political. You you were not involved in politics uh, when you came across this stuff. And uh, I, I just I wanted to mention this because I saw this on the video that Project Veritas put out when when you brought this information to Project Veritas. This was uh, just another journalistic organization that you contacted in a long line of other journalistic organizations that chose not to reply or chose not to run with the story. And uh, this was before uh, the uh, the events that that took place with James and, and the falling out with his organization. So. Um, I uh, I just I think that what you're doing is really important, and I want people to make sure that they focus on uh, the the message that you're trying to to bring out there, which is that this stuff is on the surface. I mean, I think quite often people think that. Uh, you know, these child trafficking sites, you know, you, you got to go in the dark web, you got to use a Tor browser, you know, you, you can't just get to it. Uh, but quite often you can. And uh, they're not just existing on websites all to themselves. But I mean, there's also a huge issue with child trafficking and exploitation uh, on sites like Facebook and Instagram. And in fact, there was oh, yeah. a very yeah. recently a government uh, report that came out showing that uh, that it's like epidemic proportions there. Yeah, yeah, very bad. And uh, there, there was a video I watched not too long ago. It was done very well. I, I'd have to find it um, uh, if you want, if you ever want to show it on here. It's a, it's it's a group that that created a couple of Instagram profiles with an 11 year old and a 13 year old, and they they put a timer up on their on their phones and they show like they they put fake photos with you know making themselves look younger with with certain apps. They had, you know, followed a bunch of people and they liked, I think, you know, I don't even, actually, I'm sorry. They didn't like anything. They just made a profile yep. and they followed a couple other uh, child related things like, um, you know, like uh, children's TV shows and games and stuff like that. And they had a timer up on their phone. It was less than a minute before both accounts were contacted by multiple men, some including naked pictures and more. Um, and it just showed how bad it was. And then that segued into how parents can help protect their kids. And just uh, one one correction uh, here is once my original video went viral talking about that text message that I got with those couple of screenshots, um, Project Veritas reached out to me. I never oh, heard of okay. that before. 
Okay. And uh, I never, I didn't even know who they were. Um, I didn't know who James O'Keefe was. I didn't know anything about them. All I knew was they had a couple million followers or a million followers on social media. And I was like, finally, somebody wants to run this story. And they were like, we'll fly to Florida tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay. And they literally did, you know? Wow. So I had, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I should have done more due diligence, but I, I ended up dealing with some people that I, you know, I, I don't have anything bad to say about them. They, they put their whole team on this. They, I'm sure you can imagine anyone out there that is somewhat tech literate mm-hmm. that dealing with a raw database dump of a lot of users. It was, you know, 8,000 on the one site. And then there was some other backups that they had to, you know, go through. Um, for them to do that, put their entire team on it. Um, and then, you know, all of this just, just to hope that something happens out of it or it doesn't get censored immediately as it get posted, got posted. I had respect for that. So when I see people talking negatively, it, maybe you have a reason for that, but it, with, with this cause, when it comes to children and it comes to people, pedophiles on this website, you, I mean, give them a damn break, you know, like they are yeah. trying to do something good and they did something good. And hopefully they continue to release stuff on this story because there, are, there is more information to be released on their side of things. Um, but yeah, it's as for the other stuff, I can't speak on it because I really don't know. Yeah. Me- message over messenger is, is, uh, is, is my message, <laughs> yeah. but, um, uh, okay. Real quick. We've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to come right back on the other side. We're speaking with Ryan Montgomery about him exposing pedophiles. And we're going to hear more about that in just a second. We'll be right back after this. If you're thinking about heading to Binance or you already have an account there, or maybe you're going to open a crypto account at some other large global exchange, I want you to stop and instead head on over to MyDigitalMoney.com. Now, why is that? Well, because last month it was revealed that Binance has been co-mingling customer funds, at least in 2020 and 2021. This is a clear breach of U.S. financial rules that require that customer money be kept separate from company revenue. Now, by Binance has actually denied um, mixing do, these do funds, but the SEC about, um, has another about, thought like, in uh, mind. Now, if this original, sounds familiar, uh, it's because this I've is the same like exact group, situation that group, FTX was in that led to its epic downfall, taking $8.9 billion in customer funds with it. Okay. And this is why my digital money keeps your assets with a qualified custodian under your name. Okay. When you invest with my digital money, your funds are completely secure. It will never be commingled with company funds. Also, and in fact, no matter what happens to my digital money, your funds will always be safe. Because you see, my digital money complies with regulations, regulations that are designed to protect you and your funds. So if you want to invest in cryptocurrency, invest with my digital money. Head on over to mydigitalmoney.com by clicking the link in the description box below. Or you can give them a call at 833-636-2008. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, you guys are a little bit of behind the scenes <laughs> speaking about uh, what we're going to be talking about next. So, Ryan, uh, you had actually put together one such group uh, that was devoted to uh, chasing down these pedophiles. I have to admit, I subscribe to quite a few channels, uh, like different types of pedophile hunter channels that are are, are going out there and placing bait and, uh, and and seeking to lure these people out, get them on camera and present them with the chat logs. Is that the kind of stuff that you were doing? So, yeah. So what happened after, um, so like I said, six months went by, Nathan got caught with that child and I still had no word from law enforcement. Um, 
I took took it into my own hands. I saw there were some YouTube channels that were doing, uh, you know, catches. They were they were you know they were going out and exposing these guys one by one and um, reading chat logs, just like Chris Hansen did it in the Dateline days. Sometimes it'd be in a Walmart. Sometimes it'd be in an Airbnb at a you know Stinghouse operation. And um, what's it called? Um, I uh, I I knew that I had the, it's called open source intelligence or short OSIN. Yep. I had the OSIN abilities from growing up in the cybersecurity world where I could, you know, provide some stuff that these, these organizations might not have. So sometimes I would watch videos and they'd run into a guy um, and the guy, they would say like, Hey, are you John one, two, three, four? And that's all they would know about the person. They would have the person showing up there. They'd have them on video they'd have this and that, but if the guy walked away, there's no, evidence other than their face and maybe their local community would point out the name later but i thought that maybe i could provide some help there so i did that for a couple of years and i provided a ton of information to these organizations a ton of them over throughout all you know the entirety of youtube it was doing that topic then um fast forward a long time and a lot of people caught um i'm, I'm friends with a professional mma fighter named dustin lampros He's, he goes by scrappy but his name's Dustin Lampros, and I'm showing him how quick it is for you know a child to be lured off the internet by a, a predator. So I showed him, and he's seen that within seconds, people were messaging what they believe were a 13 year old was a 13 year old girl, and he was he was interested in doing this. And since you know when you're a professional fighter, your fight is your job, mm-hmm. and training is your job during the day. So for for, for him, you know, I, I I have software companies. I own a cybersecurity company. I have night times available sometimes, you know, it's very random, but for him, he trains during the day and he's free at night. So not only was he interested in doing the right thing and helping, um, but, uh, you know, and, and had the platform to. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Help on that, but, um, you know, he was able, he had the availability. And in the passion was super important to me just to reiterate, like it's not, it's not, not every person has the same drive to go put their lives at risk. Cause any of these guys, you know, they, they could pull out a gun and kill you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so, so what happened there was, you know, he agreed to do it. I was like, okay, so let's catch people in our local area. So we started a group called five, six, one PC, which PC stands for predator catchers. Five, six, one being the area code. And, um, we we did a couple catches, and um, our decoy is just a heads up because I know you said like the bait. Well, they're not really bait; they're more so just kids acting mm-hmm. like kids, which they're they're really grown women, but they appear yeah. to be children. <clears throat> they don't message any guys first. The guys message first. Um, they message the decoy first, and then the decoy just acts like a child. Doesn't talk sexually. Doesn't ask to meet up. Doesn't do anything other than act like a child. And these guys eventually will want to meet. And uh, the decoys that we, we had two different decoys um, back in the beginning. And they were, uh, you know, there were so many guys talking, but not all of them would meet up. But for me, I would go and investigate all of them individually, even if they didn't decide to meet. And I'd collect that evidence. So then eventually, we, you know, we, like I said, we went out there and confronted them. I'd have a camera. I'd be behind the camera. Uh, Scrappy or Dustin would be, would be the face, you know, confronting them. And then I would just talk from behind the camera. He'd talk from in front of it we did that for a little bit and then since like i said being a pro mma fighter a lot of the blogs and the um the news the news uh channels for mma they wanted to interview about this topic because think of it you know a uh, professional fighter confronts child predator that's a pretty catchy headline sure because um, you know it's, they're going to assume that, that we're going to be beating them up out there and this yeah. and that. which if you do that you're just going to get yourself in trouble as much as you want to smash their head in you can't Right. Um, and uh, so these MMA blogs and podcasts, we we went on, you know, we did a bunch of them together and it, it was a little bit new to him, but he was learning quickly. And I had a little bit of experience in this topic and I could speak on the investigation slash OSINT side of things. So I came along for a couple of the podcasts and one of them in specific um, had, you know, 
at that time it was brand new. So it had only a couple hundred followers. And um, we did a two hour podcast, him and I and two other guys. And it was, you know, it was, it was an MMA podcast ran by an MMA fighter, not, not, not my partner, a different MMA fighter. And they clipped a one minute video out of that two hour podcast, which like I said, had only a couple hundred followers. So they clipped this one minute video on Instagram and it got like 10 million views of me telling the story about Nathan Larson's website. And that's when Project Veritas reached out to me. And at that time, nobody knew me. I was a ghost. I didn't want to be out there. I didn't want the notoriety. I didn't want my name attached to anything. I just wanted to help. I wanted to provide the resources for these groups that were out there. And I didn't care about my name being attached. It really didn't mean anything. It was just something I was willing to do to help. Um, but since I was being put on these MMA podcasts because we had to explain what we were doing, I almost, I mean, it was still my decision to get on the podcast, but I did not expect it to go as big as it did. Mm-hmm. And then when, when I had the opportunity for it to go to media, like I originally wanted it to, I took it. Um, so I did that. And then a couple other big podcasts reached out to me. And it took off a lot faster than I would have ever imagined. And it's not about me. Uh, and what we say is, uh, which, which I'll get into this in a, when, after you bring it up, but it's, uh, it's, it's the deed, not the glory. So, you know, it's super, super important to me to, that, that people help. And, and if you can, if you can get involved, get involved. I don't recommend that you put yourself out there and put your life at risk. But if, if you have information or you have the ability to, to provide information, I highly recommend that you do that. If you're a victim yourself, do not be scared to come forward. It's super important, um, you know, for not only yourself, but for other kids that may be victims of that person or future victims of that person. So just a lot of things that, you know, I, I could go on for hours, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I got kind of rocketed into the spotlight and had no clue what was coming, but here I am guys. <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> So uh, you had mentioned previously that you went to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Ha- since you've kind of uh, r- risen in prominence, I mean, have have they ever reached out to you or have you been in, in contact with any like official law enforcement agencies? I mean, I would think that your skills would be highly useful in the fight to stop traffickers and predators. So, um, yes, I've been contacted by almost every agency you can imagine. Um and uh, and one of those, you know, some of them government, well, most of them government. And then afterwards, after that calmed down a little bit, it went into the um, the NGO nonprofit side of things. And I have nothing bad to say about any nonprofits. Um, I'm sure there's some that are better than others. That, and I did my own research into them. But I did find one that I really liked um, for many reasons. But one of one of the main reasons that stuck out to me was. The, the group was full of, you know, Delta Force operators that really cared about kids that had been doing this for many, many years prior to me even getting involved. They had real operations where they actually saved kids, where they actually put people in prison. And then the, the number two or number one biggest thing was, what are they doing with the donations? What are they doing with the money? So I did my due diligence there and I found out that 93% of donations go towards operations and helping kids. And then the people that work full time occupy that other seven percent for salaries and uh, and overhead. So that was appealing to me because they're really that's a- using the money that, that's raised for something positive. And um, I met I met with them twice in person in two different states prior to making the decision, and I decided to move on with that uh, with you know move on and and join the the Sentinel Foundation, which is uh you know it's a amazing amazing group. We have some operations coming soon in another country. Can't talk about it, but uh, it's going to be very big and 
We're, we're not just, you know, we're not just going out there talking about it and educating people, which I believe is also helpful, but we're also, you know, we're, we're going out there actually pulling kids out of places where they're, they're held captive. We're, we're, we're aiding law enforcement in the, in the convictions of these, these scumbags nationally and internationally. Um, yeah, I might be a, a skinny guy, a computer geek, and, and I'm not going to be out there fighting the bad guys, but put me on a laptop outside of one of these places and, and uh, we'll get shit done. You're, you're like the dude in the background in Mission Impossible. <laughs> I, I never seen it, but I'll oh, take you've it. Oh, you never seen it? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a commonly used trope in movies. You know, the computer guy who can hack anything, and he's always there just in case you got to get in the system. Anyways, uh, I think that's great. Uh, I'm really glad to hear that because, you know, it's one thing to, uh, you know, kind of shine a light on, on pedophile websites. I mean, it, it, people are doing it all the time, but... To actually go out and use your talents to set free children that are trapped in this human sex trafficking system, I mean, that is another thing entirely. So you said that you're, you're working on something that's going to be happening. You know, have you, have you participated in any operations to this point with Operation Sentinel? Um, it's, yeah, so it's, it's Sentinel Foundation. Sentinel um, Foundation, they, sorry. Yeah, it's, sorry, I just... It's uh, for anyone that's interested in looking into it, whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, we we've been working on random uh, random smaller cases, but um, you know, uh, from what I've learned so far, only being being a part of it since the beginning of June. I think I think the start date officially as a volunteer was June first, um, and uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, I've been involved in a couple things, but the biggest operation is coming soon, and that's going to be in another country. So, I mean, this is uh, like a, a real life uh, sound of freedom thing going on here. I mean, this is like exactly what they did in that movie. Well, that's why I wanted to have Glenn on here with me, because Glenn, actually, he went to the I went to the Sound of Freedom premiere before it came out as well. And so did Glenn. And uh, we both know Tim Ballard. We both know uh, Operation Underground Railroad. Well, Glenn actually was awarded a, a Hidden Heroes Award because he was part of that mission. So it, Glenn oh, can amazing. confirm it happened. Glenn was actually there. So that's why I wanted him on here so he could kind of speak on some of these things that, that he could say a lot better than than I can. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully we have we have a different conversation where, where all three of us are on here talking about, about this. You know, it might even be better after we do that operation I was telling you about because, you know, we'll have we'll have a lot of stuff to tell you. I'd, I'd I'd like to hear that, and I think the audience would probably be pretty excited to hear about your successes as well. Um, all right, so uh, w- what about uh, the the law enforcement agencies that that you've spoken with? I mean, obviously, you put together a fairly comprehensive dossier of people who had like knowingly committed a whole series of crimes. I think it would be pretty easy to prove and. Even if the website is no longer online, the FBI or other law enforcement agencies should have the forensic abilities to go and harvest some of that data, I would think. I mean, that's you know probably available in archive form, or if they can subpoena uh, whoever was hosting that server, uh, then they should be able to do that. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't sound like anybody has taken that information to that next step that would be required to actually go after any of those people. Yeah, so just uh, about you, you nailed it right there. I mean, for the people that heard me talking when uh, when we were on break, there, you know, I wanted to bring up Frederick, um, and I didn't have context, but but uh, you know, um, he he already knows what I'm talking about there. So if you guys watch the Project Veritas initial video, at near the end of the video, I have full communication between 
Frederick, one of the owners of the Pirate Bay, and Nathan Larson, not only was he hosting the website, he helped install the website. And I have communications from Frederick where he says that he reviewed the site and all he saw was troll comments and uh, and photos uh, or holiday photos of children. Holiday in other countries means vacation. <laughs> um, so absolutely not. That is not what was there. And if you had, you know, if, if you reviewed, reviewed the server or installed the server, you, that means you had access to the entirety of the server. So I didn't look at the images, but I could see what people were saying in their private messages. And sure. I know what, you know, I know that they were soliciting and asking and trading child porn based on the text that I could read. So if Frederick, Frederick saw that and then he says they're holiday photos and it's troll comments. I'm not saying that Frederick's a pedophile, but I know for sure that he was fully aware that he was hosting a pedophile website. Um, I have the chat logs of it uh, proven. Um, so that's in the Project Veritas video if anyone wants to check it out. Nobody's brought that up. Nobody's talked about that. Like, I'd really love to hear what Frederick has to say about it because when I grew up, I, I loved the Pirate Bay. I thought oh, it was a cool Me too. You know, I thought it was a cool thing. I, you know, I, you know, piracy is illegal, whatever the case may be. I'll get behind that activism, but I'm definitely not getting behind this. So no. I don't know no. if he just... He took the activism too far, which still isn't acceptable, or if he's a pedophile himself. I don't know. But uh, I do know that he was behind hosting and installing and maybe even maintaining the site. I mean, I, I would imagine that there there must have been a financial component there, you know. And uh, But yes, it's, it's disturbing to imagine that somebody could be aware of that activity taking place. And I mean, facilitating the uh, actual hosting of it. I mean, that's just, I, I, I find it difficult to believe that he didn't, uh, he didn't know exactly what he was doing. I mean, he's fairly savvy. Let's just be honest. You know, I mean, he, 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 he operated the world's largest piracy website, file sharing website uh, in history. I mean, it, it's, it would be like Napster hosting child pornography. And uh, that guy, Sean saying that he had no idea about it. Um, Freight Awakening over on Rumble says, You are doing God's work, Ryan. On behalf of the Red Pill community, know that we are praying for your success and safety. Bless you. Thank you very much, Fredo. Uh, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, that means a lot. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I, this is just the beginning. I mean, I know, I know you guys are hearing a lot about it. And, uh, and some, some of you may have never seen me before. But trust me, this will not be the end. <laughs> there is so much more to come. So, and on that note specifically, when Ryan was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago, I was unable to get hold of him for like a week. And the first thing that went through my mind was that, you know, he had been assassinated or they had disappeared him or something, you know? Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm wondering, Ryan, have you ever felt that your life was in danger as a result of what you're doing? Because this is the kind of thing that a person who has no problem victimizing a child, I mean, they would have no problem probably taking you out. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand. And it has been a thought that's gone through my head. Um, but at the end of the day, um, what am I going to do? Am I going to run away? Yeah. Uh, am I going to, am I going to, you know, put a metal door, you know, put, I, I have windows, you know, locks are an honor system. I mean, what am, what am I going to do? I got to leave my house at some point. And really at the end of the day, if, if that's what I go out for and I hope, and I know provably that I did help, you know, some ch some children. I educated some parents that could maybe prevent some of this stuff from happening. Um, I'll get suicided any day for that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Of course, it crosses my mind, but no, I'm not scared of that. No. 
So, um, you know, another interesting aspect of this, and I I wanted to bring this up when you were mentioning the media companies that were, uh, you know, loath to, to cover this previously. But, you know, it's interesting that all of those media companies also uh, didn't want to cover the issue with uh, Jeffrey Epstein up until the very moment that he was arrested by the federal government. Uh, and at that time, there were uh, a number of uh, journalists who were actually I was on Project Veritas. I believe it was like a ABC journalist or perhaps some other uh, three letter agency. And she was discussing the fact that uh, the story about Jeffrey Epstein was well known in the newsroom and that she had been told by higher ups that this was not something that they wanted to touch. And, uh, you know, honestly, uh, the reason that they didn't want to touch it is because Jeffrey Epstein was a very rich and powerful man. And uh, from what I understand at the time that his uh, New York brownstone was raided, uh, the FBI found uh, a big stack of DVDs that were labeled with the names of other very rich and prominent people. Jeffrey Epstein was known to have been bringing those uh, his rich benefactors back to his apartment, uh, back to his home down in Palm Beach, to his pedophile island, Little St. James in the uh, Virgin Islands, uh, which has just come back into the news because of uh, the Chase Bank and uh, the recent lawsuit that the Virgin Islands has placed against him. And then also there is Zorro Ranch uh, out there in New Mexico. How much are you aware of uh, the, uh, the the subject of Jeffrey Epstein and the kinds of uh, activities that he was up to? I mean, I have a general idea of it. Um, surprisingly, I didn't dig deep into it. I, I, I had a conversation with you prior about some, some person that uh, that knows a lot more about it than I do that I plan on linking you up with. It's just um, I'm going more for the for the rings. And, you know, if, if it happens to be a government ring, it does. But I, I'm not specifically targeting that. Sure. Um, it's not that I don't care about it. It's uh, I'm, I'm going for what I can find. And um, it's not not just the low hanging fruit, but it just hasn't really crossed my paths. Um, I, I pretty much know uh, as much as anyone that watched the documentary about Jeffrey Epstein. So it's there's not too much more that I know there on that topic. But. I'm not, I don't doubt it by any means. I know that he's he's a piece of shit. I just don't know. I can't speak on all the other stuff. No, it's no problem. No problem. So, uh, you know, I and I, I I think that what you're doing has, you know, it's totally virtuous. There's a lot of value in it. Uh, you know, these uh, these networks extend uh, across all economic and social boundaries. You know, I mean, there, there really is uh, no like pigeonhole that you can place on people who just happen to be pedophiles. I mean, it's people of all different backgrounds, people of all different socioeconomic statuses, people of all different races and all different uh, career paths. Uh, But quite often they end up um, placing themselves into a position which would allow them to victimize children. I mean, you hear all the time, you know, a new pedophile teacher has just been exposed or, uh, you know, somebody who who has uh, the ability to, you know, place themselves around children. You know, it turns out that they're doing something terrible. And that's just the nature of the beast. So I think that what you're doing is uh, absolutely the right track and you have to uncover this no matter where it lies and i think by first going after you know that uh, the kind of the the lowest tier of pedophile uh, you're still going to be protecting children you're still going to be perhaps putting people in jail uh, and i think you're also more most importantly going to be disrupting that network you know i mean like uh, these people they they associate with each other again and uh, just because somebody is like i don't know a degenerate piece of shit doesn't mean that they're not going to be hanging out with somebody who doesn't appear to be a degenerate uh, it's uh, it's all the same right 100% yeah yeah that's that's without doubt so. yeah it's uh, the 
I want I want to you know I I know I'm not going to stop them all, but uh, it's. I guess this is a completely different topic, but uh, it's they come in all shapes and sizes. So it's it's not just uh, it's what you were speaking about. It's, it's you know just in the local catches that you can find on YouTube. There, there's guys that you know because everybody says that there's like a a pedophile look or a predator look. Sure. These guys, I uh, I caught a guy with uh, with Scrappy who did two tours in Afghanistan. Was you know a somewhat. I guess you would say a handsome dude who definitely could have gotten women on his own if he wanted to, um, had his life together, it appeared, and uh, he was going to meet with a 13-year-old girl. Um, you know, it's the, it, there was another guy who was, uh, the video was never posted. Uh, it, it probably will be in the future. Not not from me, from him, um, because now I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing the Sentinel Foundation thing, so I had to, you know, peacefully split way uh, part ways with the local organization everything is all good no bad blood there just just a uh, logistics thing but there's a video where the guy um was chatting with what he believed was an 11 year old and he was saying he was 19 he was using a photo of a guy that was in a band and uh and using a fake name and using a text now uh, fake phone number so everything about him was fake so we had the decoy ask and say, hey, can you send a, a picture with, you know, three fingers up in front of whatever, a TV, I forget exactly what he was doing. But from that face, I was able to run it through my platform, pentester.com. Um, we have this this widget called Identity IQ that takes 120 points of the human face and it runs that against a very large database of, fa- of faces that were scraped from the internet. Wow. And so that guy sending that picture to prove that he was real, although his profile photo was a guy in a band that he was claiming he was. He had the same haircut as that guy, but he wasn't that guy. I was able to identify who he was. He was in his mid forties, but we didn't say any of that. We didn't, we, you know, our, our decoys didn't didn't disclose that we knew he was lying about his his age, name, phone number, photo, everything. And um, we showed up at this hotel that he booked specifically to meet with this eleven year old. He ordered food. His plan was to have her stay the night. And God knows what else, um, you know, it could have gone, you know, way worse than you're even thinking. But uh, the guy admitted to having bad intentions, he admitted to everything, um, and he's still still walking free right now. So well, it's, uh, it's that's, unfortunate. That's an important thing I wanted to ask you. I mean, uh, you know, having subscribed to a number of these channels, like uh, Skeeter Gene is one that I subscribe to. Uh, Anxiety War is another one. Skeeter seems to have the police meet him at every single catch. And so he seems to have a lot of success in actually uh, getting these people in contact with police and passing over uh, the evidence. Uh, Anxiety War, he's in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the Grand Rapids police want nothing to do with him. Uh, He has. Oh, yeah. He, He has done some deep dives on these people. I mean, we're talking about months long investigations, getting comprehensive dossiers full of information, personal information, uh, you know, clear cut interest and intent in what these people want to do with kids. And then he'll get them on video. Um, but the Grand Rapids police, uh, they just they don't want anything to do with this guy. Uh, nope. When it comes to you guys, five, five, uh, five, one, six PC, was that five, what it was? six, one, yeah. five, six, five, one PC. Yeah. So when we were doing it uh, together, um, we would we would call the police every time or somebody around us would call the police. So what happened was we figured out that that the local police were in our city were completely in support of what we were doing. So wow. they, uh, they, 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 they didn't recommend that we do it, obviously, because it's not safe. 
but they they weren't against it. They weren't trying to give us disorderly conduct charges or anything that other other police stations and other other states that I've seen have done to people that are doing exactly what we were doing. Um, and uh, you know, so what would the police would do is they, uh, they you know they would search the people. They would ask them questions if well if they had probable cause to search because uh, unfortunately us having a video and chat logs and them being there isn't enough evidence for them to have probable cause. I guess. But if the predator admits to doing what they were doing um, to an officer, that gives them probable cause. And sometimes they would find drugs on on the on the predator. Sometimes they would, you know, just put them in handcuffs and detain them while they were there. Sometimes they'd bring them to jail. Um, it uh, it really it widely depends. But we've gone out of our city a few times, and the police are completely different. So it's uh, it really depends on that. But at the end of the day, even though our local police are fully in support, when not, when they spend six to eight hours writing up the report for these cases, um, it goes to um, uh, the you know district attorney and uh, they, there's a there's a different name for it in Florida. Not a, it's not a district attorney. A state at the no no I'm sorry. It, it's not a DA in Florida. It's something it's else. Like county attorney or something? I think it's I think it's state attorney, but I'm not sure. Okay. One or the other. Um, it, every single time that it's been sent to the to the state attorney, district attorney, uh, it's been thrown out. So that, that doesn't mean that it can't stick. It just has not stuck where we're at. I've seen it like to, to uh, anxiety war and Skeeter Gene having police on scene. Mm-hmm. There's two reasons for that. Even if the police hate your guts. Now YouTube is so so uh, so strict against this topic. They consider it harassment and bullying. Um, that if you do not have police contact in your video, it won't make it ten minutes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They'll just take your video down, give you a strike. You may even lose your whole channel. So Peter Gene is working hard. He's doing great things. Um, you know, he's like the Chris Hansen of the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, although Chris Hansen didn't agree with what he was doing, which I thought was kind of crazy. I, what? <laughs> He, he does the same thing. He just works in tandem with police, which I understand is more convictions. I get that. Chris doesn't want Chris the competition. Hansen, yeah, I guess not. I mean, it's, but I want to, I want to, I don't look, like I said, I was fine being a ghost mm-hmm. and nobody knowing who I was. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess Chris Hansen, he cares, you know, people, people know him as the predator catcher or whatever, whatever he yeah. wants to be. But I, the reason why cops are involved in all of these videos now are not just because um, they want to get the people arrested. It's, it's, and I'm sure they all do. I'm not saying they don't. But the reason the police are called every time is because they don't want their videos taken down. And uh, a lot of these police in, in local areas um, don't like the predator catchers. So they still have to call them anyway. And they take that chance just so that, that people in their local area can see that these predators exist. So hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a messed up situation. It's so backwards. It is messed up. Uh, and, you know, I mean, people wonder why they think that there is that some, uh, you know, overt conspiracy to uh, to to push pedophilia on the population. Uh, I mean, it, oftentimes you're right. These people are given some kind of special treatment and there is a movement to create this kind of segment of uh, pedophiles in society that we have to accept. They're calling them minor attracted persons now. And that's just a way of softening the blow of who and what they are. Uh, and uh, and clearly, I think that. There is a a segment of America, there is a movement designed to push the acceptance 
of pedophilia onto people. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's been kind of a systematic thing. You know, first they had to destroy the family, take fathers out of the home, uh, you know, make parents get divorced, uh, you know, push both parents out into the workplace, uh, push the uh, uh, like the burden of raising the children onto the schools and uh, and then kind of push it onto television after that. And then there's this process of over sexualization. And uh, and we see this happening all across uh, America. I mean, it, it knows no boundaries. It's it's horrific. Yeah, it is horrific, and um, I, uh, I I don't agree with it. I don't care what political party it is. Yeah. I don't agree with any of that. I think that you have to be absolutely insane, out of your mind, nuts to uh, to agree with any of that or to be voting for any of any of that BS that's going on. Yeah, yeah, good. Glad to hear. Oh, oh one thing we we forgot that's very important for the people here: the guy that was running that website, Nathan Larson. Once he was sentenced for that. Uh, for that kidnapping um, of the 12-year-old and kidnapping and rape of the 12-year-old, he was in federal prison and he, he died of starvation, which they say was a suicide. And um, I would say, based on common knowledge, it's very difficult to kill yourself by starvation in general and uh, for a jail or federal prison where he was. For them to not know he wasn't eating for like, multiple weeks or maybe even a month for, for all we know, for them not to put a tube down his throat or an IV in his arm by, by force, um, I, I find that hard to believe personally. But I do too. if you read the news, it's, uh, he, it was death by starvation or, or self-starvation. Yeah, I tend to think that they just stopped feeding him. I mean, that sounds like the most, or yeah. perhaps the inmates were not allowing him to eat, you know? Right. Yeah. I'm assuming yeah. uh, how certain jails, from what I've learned, are set up, or they have the, what are called trustees, and they're, they're prisoners that are allowed to travel throughout the prison or the jail, and they can they clean up, they give the food out, they do this and they do that. Um, I would assume, if I had to guess, they were starving him, which, you know, I, I, uh, I don't feel bad, I mean, at all. I think the guy... It doesn't deserve to say to, to breathe the same air as us. I, I really genuinely believe that. No, well, yeah, I saw a number of interviews that Nathan Larson gave when he was running for Congress in Virginia, and I mean, it was just it was quite clear. I, I think that there was something profoundly wrong with that guy. Like he wasn't all there, and obviously, the things that he was advocating for are not the kind of thing that any sane person uh, would ever think would be okay. Um, Ryan, we are going to round out the show, and uh, we are going to be back. Hopefully, I'm going to have you and Glenn back on the show after you guys do that operation. I think that the audience would really like to hear about it. You know, we talk about the most horrible aspects of uh, of this work quite often, but I think that it would be great for people to hear uh, about the positive stuff, you know, the, the actual results of what you guys are getting. I uh, just need no to doubt. say thank you to uh, Esther over on Rumble. She said... I'm serving dinner to my family in a few. I'm going to leave the show on for your views, Zach. Thank you so much, Esther. I appreciate it. She says, love and appreciate all you do, bringing truth and exposure. Thank you so much. Rusty Koala says, uh, we all appreciate your hard work, brother. I know it cannot be easy. Remember to always watch your six, and may you be blessed with the armor of God. And then uh, Buster Duster Cars says, I was born and raised in SoCal. Are there any operations underway in SoCal, and how can I sign up or help out? I want to be out in the field and help take these scumbags down. I'm here, ready, and willing. Any Anybody you can hook him up with, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. Tell him to reach out to me. Uh, somebody mentioned it in your chat um, about my Instagram. It's okay. pretty easy. It's just the number zero, D-A-Y, zero day. Um, it's just send me a DM. Right now I'm getting flooded with messages, so just give me a little bit to respond to you. 
but I will, you know, if, if you're genuinely interested and you have a skill set that you can offer, um, I'd be, uh, I'd be happy to link you up with the right people, if not the organization that I'm working with. And, um, you know, we'll take it from there. That's great. That's awesome that you got zero day on Instagram too. Yeah, four, uh, a four letter. Yeah, I was. Uh, I have it on almost everything except Twitter. Hopefully, one day s- I get it on Twitter. I was going to say you are zero day CTF on Twitter, and I know that I was able to send you a direct message on Twitter. Do you have direct messages still open for people that don't follow you or that you're yeah, not already associated so many, with? Even though, even though Twitter, I think I have the least following. The messages are so wild there; they come yeah. through as message requests. So if I don't answer you, it's because I didn't see it. I'm yeah. really not trying to ignore people and i i've been i've actually made a couple comments like you know in uh stories on instagram and posts and i'm not ignoring anyone it's just taking me time to reply yeah. i'm getting messages from, from some people where i can't do things like they're asking me irrational things like can you hack my girlfriend's phone can you do this can you do that like you know certain things i can't do and i won't do um and then there's other people that have actual serious situations that i would like to help with or forward to the right people so sure okay you know, if you are going to reach out to me i know we're tight on time if you're going to reach out to me just make sure that it's something that is reasonable that i can actually help you with yeah well uh unfortunately <laughs> Being a public person, uh, you're going to get all kinds of messages, but it's it's totally reasonable to ask. Yeah, when I first started doing this, uh, you know, five or six years ago, uh, I used to feel like I had to respond to every single message. And uh, within you know a couple of months, I was like, if I need, I like this is a full time job in and of itself. I just can't do it. So um, it uh, you know you, you end up getting to what you can, and hopefully the people that are reaching out to you understand that. And you know, it also doesn't hurt to tag somebody publicly too if uh, if there's uh, something that you need to let them know that you didn't actually get a chance to uh, respond to them in a direct message because they didn't see it. So, uh, Ryan, is there any anything else that you want to make sure the audience is aware of? Any final thoughts that you have for tonight or any other websites that you want to give out? Well, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll start with with the just when I, I see your chat. So it's uh, it's the number zero D-A-Y. Yes. Um, zero D-A-Y without just like literally the number and then D-A-Y. And, uh, and then my Twitter is zero day CTF, like Charlie, Tango, Foxtrot. Um, and, uh, and, and just to, with, I'm not trying to plug anything. If you guys are interested in that facial recognition, if you're doing an investigation, even on yourself, if you want to see what's exposed out there, my site is pentester.com, P-E-N-T-E-S-T-E-R.com. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of that domain too, by the way. <laughs> uh, it, it's, a uh, uh, so yeah, that's that's that. And then at the end of the things, if, if you're a parent um, and you know you you have children or you plan to have children, um, you know I highly recommend that you are not scared to go through your child's devices. That you that you don't use the iPad as a babysitter. And if you are using an iPad as a babysitter, that you have that thing monitored. One app I recommend. I'm not sponsored by them. I don't make any money or anything. One that I one that I've looked into. I've I've Look, I've thoroughly looked into them to save time. Um, they're called Bark, B-A-R-K, Bark Technologies. They're fairly priced, and uh, you can monitor as if, as if the iPad or phone was right in front of your face. So I recommend oh, wow. that you do that. And don't be scared to be a helicopter parent and have your kid pissed off at you for a day or two because it could turn into, and it wouldn't be your fault either way, but it could turn into a lifetime of trauma. So I'd rather, I'd, if it was me and I had a kid, I'd rather them be pissed off at me for the day than and be, you know, in a, in a, some type of traumatic state for the rest of their life. 
No, absolutely. As a father myself, I can say that you're right on point. That's uh, that's exactly how you got to be. Uh, all right. Uh, doing the final thank yous over here on uh, the Foxhole. Thank you very much to Porpoiseful for the cookie. Bacon Slut for the can. Patriot 1776 dropping a cookie. Filter Dog One says, bonus episode. Yes, this is. And then he said, is it true that John Walsh turned out to be a P.O.S.? John Walsh from America's Most Wanted. I suggest that you check out the shows that I did with his daughter, Megan Walsh. She definitely has some choice things to say about him, and she'll be back on the show here uh, in short order. So we'll talk about that when she's here. Uh, also, Filter Dog says, our lives are in the hands of Jesus. No fear. Psalm 91. Anondoc77 says, uh, thank God for men like Ryan. Uh, Sean Joe dropped a cookie and another cookie. And then our four cents says intentionally left blank. All right. So thank you very much, you guys. I'm going to go ahead and pass out these gold pills. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us on this uh, special evening. And thank you, of course, to Ryan for stopping by and sharing the work that he's doing with us. Ryan, I look forward to having you back again in the future. Uh, and don't go anywhere. When we go off, I've just got a couple of things I wanted to say. So. We'll see yeah, you guys. I want to say, Go everybody, God bless, and thank you for listening. I appreciate everybody's time. Absolutely. God bless. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Something is wrong with this thing. <laughs> I don't even know if it's... <laughs> hang on. I can't tell if it's stopping or not. It's... When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.